Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. <laughs> On Black Girl Stuff. How stoned are you guys? I mean, I'm a stoner, so I want to get high. It's on 420. 420. It's giving high vibes and pipe dreams with Pretty V. I'm that girl. Like, if you have the vision, if you have the plan, mm -hmm. let's get it. Let's go. I didn't tell you who be on the passengers. Oh, oh come on, we waiting. We're riding shotgun on 85 South with Carlos Miller, and we wilding out. They fired me, but then they hired me back. Why? I be saying stuff. It's all I can chalk it up to. I say say stuff sometimes. I'm not gonna argue with God. I play God. Eyes are on Eva Marcel and all her queens, man. They fine as hell. They be pop pop popping that little some of the thing. All that and more tonight on Black, Black Girl, Girl Stuff. stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. Tonight, we getting lit with our special guest co-host, Pretty V. Yeah. Welcome back to the BGS House, girl. Back. It's time to go in the comments to see how people really feel about supporting a partner's dream that could possibly turn into a nightmare. Let's see what this couple had to say. My job was about 150 grand. I told her, I said, the spirit of the Lord <laughs> told me to see. quit my job. See? And see that? Full time. See that? I want somebody in and the you know audience what she told to me? say. You know what this what? preacher's daughter, the saintly woman of God, told me? What she said? She said, go back and talk to him again. I say, God did not tell you that. <laughs> oh, we don't know what God told that man, though. Have y'all ever heard or had a partner come to y'all telling y'all something like that? Like, God told me to quit my job. Oh, no, most definitely. For yeah. real? I, I mean, I don't think for me what I heard. Like, I could be around the area and be like, what God said for you to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, so, I mean, but sometimes it works. Because sometimes you get out of your comfortable zone, and then it's, sometimes it's like, okay, it's better for whoever that person is to really step out in faith. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I think I'm the God told me. Person. So I yeah. will come to you and be like, I had a dream. No, oh, no, Look facts. what happened to me. Oh, my God. God said this is going to happen. It's going to happen. So, yep. I think I'm the person that usually comes to people with my dreams, and usually it's God-based, because I feel like God sends me my truths, and mm -hmm. I usually follow through based on God. So, yeah. Same. I'm like, like, God said to me, and I know that God <laughs> didn't tell it to nobody else. It wasn't a group call. Right. He told it to me. Right. So, have y'all ever supported a partner who was chasing their dream? Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm that girl, I'm that friend, actually. Like, I like to see all my friends win. Mm -hmm. So if I call my friends, I'm not just calling for, like, a hairdo or makeup or this or, like, just gossip. It's more of, like, girl, let me tell you what I see mm -hmm. or what I think you should do or... So that's... I'm that girl. Like, I want to see my friends, like, excel. Right. Yeah. Me too. I'm yeah. definitely that friend and, and a partner that will help you organize what you're going to do because they got to make sense too. You yes. can't just say you're going to do something without strategy and, I, and that's why I support you at. I'm going to mm -hmm. make sure that, okay, well, let's make a plan so we're not just loose. And sometimes it's risky. Mm -hmm. it, it's a it's a gamble, but it's worth it when yeah. you have a plan. Now, if you just winging it, <laughs> that's different. Right. Yeah. Don't wing it. Yeah, no, Don't I'm not it. a wing it type of yeah. person. I'm definitely... I need to know. I will support whatever dream that my partner has if they have a plan. Mm -hmm. And I also have to be, 
I have to see you already executing yeah. that plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to be the partner that's going to be like, oh, yeah, just quit your job. I want to say, okay, wait, before we quit, let's start to make a plan. Let's start to execute yeah. that plan and then yeah. overlap a little bit mm -hmm. so you just not jumping out there mm -hmm. completely. Falling with, with no parachute. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially if this is a real partner, somebody that y'all either living together mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. you know, y'all livelihoods are intertwined, how do you feel about chasing that dream or them chasing a the dream when your livelihood could be at stake. It has to make sense, like you said. You have to be consistent with yourself, and I don't want anything to harm our family, especially mm -hmm. me. Like, if my man is doing something that's gonna affect me or my son, then I gotta take a step back, and I gotta come to you and be like, this is not working out. Mm -hmm. I'll always allow my man to lead from a space of strength and bravery and all the things, mm -hmm. yeah. but if it's not making sense, it's not making sense, and we can't do this. We gotta come back, recollect, go back to the drawing board, babe. This is what we need to do. Mm -hmm. This is how it needs to look, and then hopefully he'll take that as constructive criticism and, you know, follow my lead in that sense because I can't let nobody burn our bridge. For me, it's like, look, <laughs> let's get it, okay? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you had this dream and you want to, like, push towards it, I'm that supportive person. Like, mm -hmm. relationship, situationship, mm -hmm. we gonna work it. I don't have anybody that I'm like, I go home and be like, okay, well, what's your plans? I, I'm mm -hmm. speaking to people that have a plan, but oh, you have right. to look at us too, like, we, we wasn't once here. Mm -hmm. And we dating dudes that may be like, oh, well, I'm dating this producer, I'm dating this lawyer or this doctor, and we're still trying to get it. So when I, I gotta put myself in their shoes too. What, what if I was in their space? Or mm -hmm. what if they were in my space? Like, it's about just hustling. It's about really pushing your significant other to the, to the, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm that girl. Like, if you have the vision, if you have the plan, mm -hmm. let's get it, let's go. Mm -hmm. And if it's not working mm -hmm. out, Let's get the let's let's go back. Let's go to B, but yeah. don't forget your A. Yeah. Right, you know? that, that's what a partner is for. Yeah. You when when you're in a partnership, you gone. One person may have to hold it. Then one exactly. time you may have to hold it. Yeah. It's yeah. never gonna be just one person always pulling the weight. But then sometimes the person that you are growing with, you guys separate because maybe you guys are on the same type oh, of frequency. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes God does align it and mm -hmm. be like, well, he's on his stuff now. You on his stuff now. Y'all could grow together. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes too jealousy starts happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people mm. don't like to see you win, even your significant other either, because you're surpassing something. Yeah. You're, you're able to buy your own food. You're able to do certain things. You're able to be just independent. And a lot of guys don't like that. That's a word. That, that is a word. They get jealous. They get jealous. And resentment can happen in mm -hmm. situations like that. I've actually been in two different situations where I was supporting my partner's dream. And my previous relationship, um, my, like an older ex, he was chasing his dreams. And I was actually the breadwinner. I paid all the bills for mm -hmm. years, made sure that, you know, he was able to go chase his dreams. And he actually had a plan. He was executing that plan. And I saw it, and I believed it was realistic. It wasn't like a far-fetched, crazy mm -hmm. type of dream. And then in my last relationship, I feel like he was trying to transition, and I was trying to help him. But he kept going from idea to idea. You weren't mm. finishing anything. Mm -hmm. So yeah. for me, it was like, I don't know if I could really support you, because you don't really know where you're going mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. So what do y'all feel like are the telltale signs of an unrealistic dream, or something that you like, mm, I don't think that this gonna be for you. Consistency in the plan. Mm -hmm. And if I see you staring away and then we just losing money, then it's like you gambling at a casino. And it's like, well, yeah. well now this can affect our home. Yeah. And then that's a that's a different problem we're gonna have to solve. I think just the same thing, kind of just not putting any work behind the dream mm -hmm. that you're telling me that is gonna change our lives or that I have to change my life for. If I have to change my life for your dream, when you come to me with it, make sure you got it stacked up. Because when I come to you with that, I'm gonna make sure my plan is laid out mm -hmm. in a way that makes sense for us to move forward. So if yeah. it's not moving us forward, then what are we doing? I mean, you guys said it, the consistency. Mm -hmm. You know, like, 
you could tell me your dreams. We could write it down. We could be up all night praying about it. Mm -hmm. But if we ain't putting that work in, yeah. and I'm over here just keep dragging and keep pushing you, and you not doing it for yourself, mm -hmm. baby, you on that couch by yourself. Because <laughs> I can't like, want it for I'm you more than do you do that for yourself. Exactly. You gotta want it for you. It's your dream. I also was in a very. I was much older in my early 20s when I was fully supporting that person. Yeah. Now that I'm in my 30s and I had that last relationship, my patience was just a little bit more thin. Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. have as much time. I mean, the time ticks. Mm -hmm. You know, we want family. We want kids. We want a foundation. We lo we want longevity. Mm -hmm. And if he not doing what he's supposed to do, it's like, look, you can't get me where I'm at, so you got to go. Yeah. You know? Because as women, we're ahead. Yeah. We know what we want. As kids, we look in the mirror. We're like, we want this. We want this. Mm -hmm. We want that. Mm -hmm. And then when guys don't bring that, it's like, are we settling? Or are we just pushing them? Right, because they right. cute. Cute don't go for me. Cute right, don't go right. over that. Right. Cute don't I go like for me. I my man kind of ugly anyway. <laughs> no, 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 cute don't go for me. For it's like, look, look, Well, Pretty V, we got to get into this new movie. You know, talking about ambitions yes. and wild, crazy jobs. You had a lot going on in this new movie, Pretty Stone. Let's yes, talk about it. Yes, Pretty Stone. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Yes. So um, cute. Thank you so much. Um, that's Paris Berlick. If I'm saying her name wrong, please forgive me, sis. But <laughs> She's so talented to me. Like, her artistry is everything. And I learned so much from her on set because, again, this is my first leading movie. Nice. You know, and she played my co-lead. So we were all in it together. But I'm, I'm a physical comic. I'm coming from social media. I'm mm -hmm. coming off the table. I'm yeah. coming off the bonnet. So I'm like, sis, <laughs> teach me. Teach me the marks. Teach me. So literally, it was just, it was, uh, the the chemistry was everything. Then, you know, we got Just Hilarious in the in the movie. We got yeah. Portia. We got Candy. We got Brandy from P-Valley. DC Young Fly and so much more. But it's really it's a, a, a female-led um, comedy movie. Yeah, and nice. I'm like, Smokey. You're on right. Friday, you know, <laughs> I, I gotta get, I gotta give Big Worm his money. You know, Paris came to my house and flushed my weed down the toilet because uh, I got on her nerves. Because we're mm -hmm. makeup artists in the movie. Okay, we're a professional makeup artist, and I got off of work early, and she had to work on 420. <laughs> and on um, Portia, which is the girl over the salon, yep. and uh, she, uh, she was upset that I was able to go home because I'm that girl. I'm a rebel, so I'm like, I'm lying to get out of things, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm a stoner, so I want to get high it's on 420. Right. Like, I want to, I want to get into my room in my house and just be vibing and she kept my vibe by you know mm -hmm. flushing my weed down mm -hmm. and big worm call which is candy yeah and candy said y'all better give me my money mm. or y'all gonna die Ooh. and uh you Straight know up. so the the movie goes on and on so you guys have to watch it april 19th only on MTV. Oh, well, we can't so wait so to watch dope. it. That's so dope. Congratulations on your so lead role. That's yeah, dope. It's, it's it's amazing. I'm like number one on the call sheet. Never mm -hmm. been. Yeah. You know? What so do you think was the biggest like adjustment going from like you said social media and doing your own thing because you are an actress on social media, yeah. but you're producing it yourself, your own skits. Yeah. But now you're on set and it's like technical. What was the biggest adjustment? For oh you? my god, it was it, the listening, mm. having a listening ear. You know, you have to listen. To come into Stella, which is my character, even Deja off, we just wrapped Rap-ish too, mm -hmm. you know, um, season two, and just being a listener. And even when I do sales tapes, or even when I go on auditions, or even when I get the role, I'm on set, it's all about listening, mm -hmm. because you wanna hear, like we're having this conversation with Brie, you don't wanna sound like it's forced, or mm -hmm. really you're reading off the card, like mm -hmm. we're really having a conversation. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be organic and natural. So what I learned throughout the, this whole movie and what I do on set is really listening and paying attention because anybody could do something and it's a lot of improv going on. You, yeah. I'm, I'm with Brandy, I'm with Paris, who's already like seasoned. I'm like, okay, I wanna listen, I wanna see what they're gonna say. They might not be reading from the script, they may change something without telling me, mm -hmm. so I gotta listen. 
Yeah. So that was the biggest thing for me. Well, we gonna make sure we check out the film. BGS fam, make sure you check out Pretty Stone. It airs Wednesday, April 19th on MTV. Coming up, we got Carlos Miller, the comedian in the building. Straight ahead on Black Girl Stuff. Holy She's a middleman. Middle woman. Labels matter. Ladies, I have never felt this good my entire life. How stoned are you guys? I mean... <laughs> Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whatever you say on a little baby song, that shit go. You can just be mumbling your own shit. Brand new man got no Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was our next guest who has taken over the comedy game. Carlos Miller, welcome to the BGS house. Welcome. Hey, hey how y'all doing? doing? Now, we so excited to be sitting down with one of the greatest comedians of our time. You've been doing your thing. You know, you started the 85 South show with you, Chico, DC on Fly. Like, how did yes. that come about? Man, those my guys. So we were doing Wild and Out, and every time we're around each other, it's always just roaring laughter, <laughs> great time. So we just put it all together and started making it happen. Like, I linked up with DC in Atlanta. He was doing an interview, and he was like, I'm one of his favorite comedians. So I had pulled up on him. We knew the same people that was managing him. And ever since then, man, since that day, we've been cool. Then he got him welling out. And then I, you know, started putting it together. It's just that dude, he's one of the guys that makes me laugh naturally. And Chico, one of the guys that always makes me laugh. I'm one of the guys that always make them laugh. So we just put it all together and let the people laugh with us. That's so funny. How long has it been going on? Uh, this is our eighth year, wow. 2015. Yeah, yeah, so we dropped it Christmas 2015. We all know that the 85 South show has had a major impact on the industry, but now we have the 80s Vibes series. Right. Can you tell us about that? Well, it's basically, well, we have an in-house band that we travel with and tour with, and, you know, they're always on stage with us. They give us music cues whenever. But these guys are really dope at, you know, being a dope band without really knowing each other, having the kind of chemistry like that, like just to be put together. And they really just like rock out on all these different sets. So we got all these music friends who come to the show anyway, but like we got to find a way to incorporate what you really do with what we're doing. So mm -hmm. we put it all together and you'd be surprised. Like a lot of these artists never performed with a like mm -hmm. an actual band. So just to see them do it for the first time and then see these guys like, kind of putting it together for the, you know, the first time, first time. It's just, just dope. Because they learn all these songs in, like, a day, and then they play all of them. So mm, it's just dope crazy. to see it. Like, the artists wow. be like, man, y'all are really good to, like, pick up on these cues and outs and ins. So mm -hmm. that's how that came about. Who are some of your favorite artists that's performed on 80 Vibes? Well, I got to say, first and foremost, my guy Trouble, rest in peace, the Trouble. Yeah, rest um, in peace. Yeah, he blessed our first season, and it was really dope. We had Currency on there, who was really dope. We had uh, Trans Lee. We had my man uh, Gray. Uh, just a lot of dope artists, man. We've had uh, G Perico on the new season. We got Music Soul Child, Rich Homie Quan, OJ the Juice Man. Wait. So it was just so dope. Everybody the Juice Man. I want to see that. Yeah, it was so dope to see cool. OJ that perform. That concept is crazy. Yeah, with a lot. And he never did it, so he was just like, he was so into it. Yeah. It's just dope. We got a lot of dope performances coming. We just dropped season three of 85, 
it went so well. Like now we're going back. We're gonna do one. We're gonna add another day and like add like five more artists to it, yes. just because the reception has been so dope. That's fire. <laughs> we know that you have a special, a comedy special. Eighty Five Self has a comedy special with Netflix. Can you tell us what we can expect to see? We've been on tour for a while, so we've been building the live show. Okay. So. Like you said, the people at Netflix, they got wind of how dope these live mm -hmm. shows have been and they, they provided an opportunity for us to use the platform yes. to, you mm. know, showcase it. So what you can expect is just a big over-the-top live dope performance. You know what I mean? It looks good, <laughs> it feels good. You could tell that the vibe is authentic and I, I don't think it's like anything that they already have mm -hmm. on the platform. You know, I think it's gonna introduce us to a whole nother market. Yes. And you know, get us into some of those households that we haven't gotten into yet. Yes. Have you had any female artists? Cause I haven't heard you say a female artist name yet. Yeah, we got a lot of dope female, female artists. Female artists that came on the show? Had, but okay. we tried to, that was the sleek. <laughs> I wanted people, yeah, I wanted people to be like, hey, stay no later. You, so you got to go back and check it out and see, because, okay, you know, I had okay. to call in some favorites. It's harder to get, like, women guests, because women yeah. need time. They need a day. They need makeup. They yeah. need You can call your partner. He'd be like, I'm pulling up right now. Yeah. And, you know, jump out the car and start rapping. Okay. You are my favorite comedian, but, Word. you know, you are. You are my favorite comedian. <laughs> but Cedric the Entertainer, one of the original kings of comedy, just said that you were one of his favorite comedians. Yes. How did that feel? That feels so dope, because I don't know if you, like, keep up with, like, my career and stuff like that, but like we got this little thing where we get love from the original kings of comedy. Steve Harvey let us use his studio for free for almost two years. You know what I mean? That's he didn't up. even, he didn't, he wasn't tripping off nothing. And so it's like to get the love from those guys is amazing because it's like we work with DL, work with Sid, you know, and then you go out on the road with those guys, and then when you see them show you love that's like they real like you. that, it takes yeah. you, it takes the the game to a whole nother level yeah. because people respect what they say. Mm -hmm. So big salute to all the original kings mm -hmm. of comedy. I wish Bernie Mac was still alive yeah. so, yeah. so I could pull up at his crib and, you know what I mean, right. be a nephew. So that's the type of love that they mm -hmm. show us, though. It's like, Sid called me, his people come to the shows, his daughters love to come to the 85 South show we do, mm -hmm. St. Louis all the time. They'll see, be like, man, I need 30 tickets. I'll be like, you the OG, I, you know what I mean? I feel like Make back in the day, they could say whatever they wanted to say, and now people kind of are more sensitive. How do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like censored? Like, oh, I can't say that, or you nah, don't care? Nah, because I pay attention to social media. You can say whatever you want to say. It's just that you have to use different contexts and different words now. Mm -hmm. If you can say whatever you want to say, but it's like, it's all in about how you deliver it. You okay. know what I mean? You can have the same message. As long as it's not individual, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, yeah. feel like you're trying to, like, put somebody, like, you know, on glass, yeah, yeah, or, you know yeah. what I mean? Or it's coming from a hateful place. Yeah. You know how to talk to people? Mm -hmm. It's just, that it's not that you can't say what you want to say. It's just that times are changing, and it's just that people, you know, you got to put certain respects in places that Absolutely. you you might not have mm -hmm. had to Before. a couple years ago. Right, you know, times mm -hmm. have changed. People have gotten stronger. Numbers have multiplied. And now people want to be represented in certain groups of minorities, and you got to respect it because they out here really putting in the effort, the time to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They fighting they fight. Invested. So you just got to respect mm -hmm. that. So you've accomplished so much. We want to know what's next for you in your journey. I've never looked at none of this as accomplishments. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like every day I wake up, I got to go find something to do. Okay. Like this job is so like in the entertainment world, since you don't have to say, okay, I'm pulling up at this building, I'm clocking in, I'm getting a check this mm -hmm. Friday. 
it's not the same. So it's like for you to say accomplishments. I don't feel no accomplishments. I'm well, you're like, accomplished. That's how we look at it. Because this is know. a accomplishment. Netflix special. Right. You're doing tour. big things. Those are jobs. Oh, okay. The well, Netflix but... ain't gave me no check to do nothing mm -hmm. for nothing. Yeah. Like, I, it was an exchange. Uh, okay. Well, we know it's hard. Tell us some obstacles. What you mean? I'm black. I'm a black man. Well, talk, talk to us about a being a black, black man. I'm a black man. At any given moment, the world could turn on me. Mm. We could be laughing like hell yeah. for 48, 56 minutes. <laughs> I done did an hour. My last joke. Mm. Mm -hmm. We got to cancel him. Yeah. Yeah, Cancel culture is crazy. Man, it's terrible. It's, yeah. it's a lot of obstacles. And then it's so, like, the entertainment world. Y'all know y'all in it. It's so small. Yeah. It's it's so three opportunities a year for everybody. It's it's one black girl stuff. It's 185 South. Like, right. we don't even have enough venues to even showcase all our talent. Right. So it's like, you know, to be successful, like you said, to have some accomplishments and have the... That's, you know, to keep getting jobs and to keep working. That's the accomplishment in myself, you know, in itself. I feel like even with being in doing comedy so long, it's still a lot that you have to prove. So that's the yeah. biggest obstacle mm -hmm. to me. How was it for you leaving Wild and Out? I just, I just, see, I told you, my whole life is getting... like... <laughs> like, they fired me, but then they hired me back. Why? Why? What was that about? I'll be saying stuff. It's all I can chalk it up to. I say, say stuff sometimes. I don't know. You never know. Well, obviously, if they hired you back, you did something mm -hmm. right. They couldn't let well, you go. They you got hired some me value. Back, so I don't think I did nothing. You bad. ain't doing nothing too bad. No, it wasn't that. I just think, <laughs> you know, they tried to switch up the little flavor and they wanted maybe some of these newer social media people. And, you know, they don't understand my appeal. Okay. But, you know, it's it's not like that lasted long. The shout out to all the fans who hit them people pages up and blew their social media and called them. They literally was calling and asking about Carlos Miller. So yeah. the people brought me back. Amen for yeah. that. Shout out to the people. Yep. Much love. Well, the streets of ATL been talking. They said you got over 200 old school cars. You who do these, said that? You no. do these. You be riding days. Come on. They said, like, <laughs> so what, what is the old school car thing like? And, and who riding passenger seat? Yes. Candy paint. Who riding shotgun? Well, you know. <laughs> There's this lady, she be over there. No, that's just a hobby and a passion that I've turned into a, a whole nother, you know what I mean? Another realm. Ooh. Okay, well, we got so much more to talk about. Carlos. I ain't tell you who be on the passenger oh, side. Oh, who be on the passenger side? Spill the tea. <laughs> no, you don't know who be you on the passenger side. You try to say that. No, we don't. <laughs> Stop playing. Who be sitting pretty? Go to commercial. Look. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we gonna get more into Carlos Miller business. And he's sticking around to talk about masculinity with us. So keep it locked for more black girl stuff. idea we had is man of manhood growing up, that shit was just some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It was about sleep with as many women as possible. How many people can you beat up? When we talk about keeping it real, that's like, how criminal can you be? You know what I mean? That's literally what it was. Oh, he had a couple points there. That was Charlemagne the guy breaking down his views on traditional masculinity. And back with us, joining in on the discussion is 85 South's very own comedian, Carlos Miller. Welcome back. Mm, Thank you for hanging out with us and keeping it going. Mm -hmm. So, you know, masculinity is often a topic of conversation when it comes to how men should behave and how women shouldn't behave. So, I want to ask the ladies first. What do y'all think masculinity is? For me, masculinity is just leadership. It's an energy. I feel like it's a strength. It's being brave. It's being confident in your decisions and your challenges. Mm -hmm. 
it's leading from a logical mind instead of an emotional mind, I think. Because I think for women, we lead a lot with our emotions. And I think when we look for masculinity in a man, we're looking for him to kind of have that force to kind of mm -hmm. challenge himself and challenge whatever he's going after, in a sense. So I think it's just like a presence yeah. that uh -huh. you have. Yeah. It's bravery, strength, protection. Yes. Like, those are things we look at, and that doesn't mean gender, because you could be a woman that can be a little masculine. Mm -hmm. You could be whatever it is. You know, I think that being feminine is more vulnerable, you know, more emotional mm -hmm. side of things where men think from more of a logical place. I think about leadership, and sometimes, like you said, as women, we can operate out of our emotions, but as a man, I expect that masculine energy to come, come mm -hmm. in and him not to meet me where I am mm -hmm. on an emotional level. Like, I hate for a man to meet my, match my energy. Yes. Lead me and show me, like, the energy that we should be walking in. It allows us to be more soft. It does. You know, when they lead. What is masculinity to you? I don't... I feel like this is a tricky subject and y'all trying to set me up for some backlash on the internet. Yeah. I don't know because the line is blurry. It is. Okay. It's a blurry line. I don't know. You can... I've seen people be both. Mm -hmm. I know some... Feminine, masculine ladies, and I know some masculine, <laughs> feminine <laughs> men. Me too. That is, it's not for me to decide. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I'm scared to answer what, that. Where you operate, but when you operate in your masculine energy, what does that feel mm -hmm. like to you, or what do you feel like you possess? What I masculine mean, traits do you I, have? According to the you know social standards these days, I may have been raised wrong. I was raised around men that did men things. They were outside with the men. The ladies were in the house doing lady stuff. I don't know what the ladies were in there <laughs> doing. I just know that my mama said, get your ass up and get out there with the men. Mm -hmm. And put your hands on something. Mm -hmm. and, and go get hurt. And stop crying. And <laughs> toughen up. Because the, it's like, I guess they treat little boys like that because the world is a little colder when you a man. Right. Mm -hmm. When you fall yeah. down, ain't nobody gonna pick you up. And if you hurt, ain't no, it, nobody definitely gonna pick you up. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think when you say masculinity, you have to throw in, you know, being self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Being, a, being, you know, a strong enough man where people want to follow you. Right. Or, you know, being able to stand in your decisions and be a stand-up guy. Mm -hmm. So that's those are things that are masculine traits, like having to hold up for your actions and, mm -hmm. you know, standing your truth. And, and I get what you're like saying that. by that, too, because we're yeah. raising boys, well, we're raising men, and one thing I don't do is not allow him to be emotional sometimes. So if he cry, I don't say, stop doing that, you're right. a boy. Being you know, I don't want him yourself. to feel like, especially with our black men, that they can't cry, because a lot but of see, men... See, that's not necessarily wrong. I'm saying that, and I know I may, it may come across wrong, but it's like, for when you take that method with little boys, you have to show them the difference between hurt and pain. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you hurt or are you just in pain? Right. And right. it's like, that's one of the things that I know that men are, you know, have to be taught. That's why men play sports. That's why when your son get hurt on the football field, the father's like, let him be. And yeah. the mother's mm -hmm. concerned. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, there's a certain level of harshness that you have to give to your boys because that's just how the world is going to treat I tried to. I was going to ask you, with you being a father of a uh, young black son, like, what are some of those masculine traits that, as a father, you're trying to pass down or you are trying to instill in him? He's at the age where now I'm trying to let him be more self-sufficient. Don't come tell me you hungry. Figure something out. Mm. Like, you have... You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. want to put him in challenging situations, not to frustrate him, but just to show him that it can be frustrating. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I want you to try it yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to spoon feed you as like, you know, your little girl, you go, what, my baby's hungry? I can't believe nobody's <laughs> fed my baby. Right. But it's right. like, mm -hmm. 
man, you better get your big dumb ass up and do something. Right, right. I'm not about, you know what I mean? Because what's the worst case scenario? Right. You have to be self-sufficient. And one day, you're going to have to be ahead of a household. Mm -hmm. So people need to be able to trust your judgment and your, you know what I mean, your decisions. How do you feel that black women has shaped masculinity for black men? <laughs> they, I don't know. They redefined it. <laughs> they probably defined it. Because a lot of black men are raised by tough-ass black women. And mm -hmm. I think it's like... Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. That had to happen. Because it's like this whole household going to crumble if everybody in the crime when some shit happens. Yeah. Somebody got to be tough. Like, I know for me, my dad was my first example of masculinity. Like, mm. I saw the way a man was supposed to talk. I saw the way a man was supposed to be, how he was supposed to work, go out in life and handle himself. So I feel like when people have the wrong examples in their households, they don't know how to yeah. be. Like, if a man sees maybe his father treating his mother a certain way in their household, he naturally is going to take on those traits because he sees the man that he looks up to being this way. So I think a lot of the times people have the wrong example of what that is, and that leads to toxic mas masculinity. I think we have too many of these types of conversations, though. It's like some mm, some things that's... ain't just... Everything ain't to be discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, so, like, I grew up with a man in the house, like a father and a stepfather on both sides. So it's like there are plenty of times when I'm sure everybody in the house didn't agree with the with what the man said, mm -hmm. but this is the head of the household, and sometimes some things just need to be. It ain't no discussion. Your daddy said that, and there's been plenty of times where a father has come behind my mom and said, what, the, what your mama tell you? Mm. It's like, people need both. The you know balance. what I mean? You need, you need your mother to be soft and to love you and to cuddle you, and you need your father to give you that... Mm -hmm. Stern. That sternness, yep. that discipline. So the world don't have you messed up when you go outside. Mm -hmm. What about the single mom? Do you feel like a woman can raise a man to still stand in his masculinity without the to man? To a certain point. To it's only to a certain point. And you can you can see a lot of the traits of men that were raised by a lot of women. Oh, yeah, the mm -hmm. energy. You can see, it's like, it's, the, it's not necessarily just the energy, because it's not saying that makes you a good man or a bad man or mm -hmm. a soft man or feminine or anything like that. Because it's like, that's all you had. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you might, you're, you're, you know what I mean? Like, as a man, you might not fit the same profile as a, you know, a man who grew up in the streets or with nobody, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, on their own. So you might be a little more cleaner. You might have, be a little more emotional. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You, you just have different mannerisms that you picked up from your environment. Mm, yeah. So a woman can raise a man up to a certain age, but at, after a certain point, he does need to see examples of how men you know, operate, because yeah. you at a certain age, you at a certain size, you bigger than everybody in your <laughs> class, and you cry when your mama raised her voice. You <laughs> right. feel me? Like, yeah. You the don't emotions want, yeah, are it's different. Yeah, it's like, you, because you didn't have that example yeah. of, like, 
Are you hurt or are you in pain? You get what I'm saying? It's like you were never able to distinguish the two. You just emotional, mm -hmm. however you feel. Mm -hmm. But everything ain't to cry about and everything ain't for discussion. Well, Los, you are on three tours right now and you're yes. very on at the end of the day that is selling out. You got 30 dates. Like, tell us about these tours. Where can they catch you? What can they expect to see? <laughs> are you going to invite the BGS girls? Like, what's, what's Catch me in traffic, baby. You hey. said all them cities. I'm on the move, man. 85 South, we can run back out on another tour. Um, at the end of the day, my own tour, and then I got another little tour that we, you know, negotiating back and forth with. So you're gonna see me everywhere that's got something to do with comedy. You can hit the website. You can go to my app. You know, we got an app, Channel 85, yes. where you can subscribe and get all the shows early. Tickets, merch, everything discounted, all kind of promo codes. So we really just taking over the entertainment industry silently until they show up and give us a big check. Okay. Right, so we're just trying to get as many checks as we can independently until somebody, you know, like Revolt or something, just show up and be like, you know, y'all a big old check at a TV show, and you know what I'm saying? Black man stuff. You something. better like, manifest it. Let me hold something. I'll tell you all about masculinity, baby. You feel me? Okay, Carlos. Well, thank you for stopping by the BGS house. Now, BGS fam, you heard him. Head over to 85south.com and cop those tickets to see Carlos Miller on tour. Up next, we talk all the Queens men with Eva Marcel. You're watching Black Girl Stuff. Being a man is, you know, taking care of yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Because when you do all of that, naturally, you're going to take care of everybody around you. So to me, it's just like, yo, protect and provide. Protect your heart, protect your spirit, protect your soul. You know, provide yourself with, you know, the means to constantly grow and evolve. And you'll just naturally show up as a better human. I have never met a woman like you. Smart. Beautiful. Dangerous. That was our next guest showing out, child, in her latest series, All the Queen's Men. Eva Marcel, welcome to the BGS house. Yes, thank you welcome, so much queen. for having me, ladies. Yes, thank We're you for so being excited here. to have you. Yes. Okay, Eva, now the world was introduced to you through America's Next Top Model, and we loved you on there. One of my favorites yes. and one of the most memorable cast members for sure. Yes. But in recent years on Social Media University, you know, they've been slamming, <laughs> they've been slamming Tyra Banks and the entire show for some. Um, really pivotal moments. Let's take a look. You have to put on more makeup as a woman of color. Our skin absorbs the light. It doesn't reflect the light. You went to the dentist, but you refused to have your gap closed. Do you really think you can have a CoverGirl contract with the gap in your mouth? That's what is I'm wrong with you? Act, but you're not Stop it! That was the moment that right there. That was the moment! Ooh. We were all rooting for you. Yes, honey. Really <laughs> I feel like that was a really uh, pivotal moment to me, though. I think that that even showed me as a young girl watching, like, it doesn't matter about how beautiful you are. Your attitude does speak for you, and we are rooting for you. And you know what it showed? It showed how passionate Tyra really was about those contestants. I think people think that, like, she's just doing a show. She wasn't. Like, her cousin and best friend was her hairstylist. She went home every night, seriously trying... She knew that this was going to change these girls' lives, yeah. me being one of them. And so when she said she was rooting for her, she meant that. Like, mm -hmm. she really was rooting for that girl. It's a tough industry. You got to be prepared it for it. Tyra taught me. She didn't break me. She built me. So she I don't know. sure did, honey. I was on America's Next oh, Top yeah. Model. Are you... Ooh. Cycle 11, but you was oh, way before me, so you set the tone, okay? What? 
Oh my set goodness, the tone. come on, Alonso. Set the tone, okay? <laughs> no, we're in a sorority. Yes, Once we are. Once that model, always top model. We are, matter. but my experience wasn't your experience. But I'm glad you had your experience because it taught me a lot about the industry. So. Yes, girls, girls. God bless, okay? okay? You also made your mark on another show, Housewives of Atlanta. <laughs> so we got to talk about how they portray black women on yes. these TV shows. How do you yes. feel about that? Oh, it is so frustrating. Okay, so... I am a very simple hood girl from yes. South Central Los Angeles. Not to be confused, I'm not from Hollywood. Hollywood was a sign far, far away from my house. Mm. So I'm a simple girl. And I thought that because I came on the scene on Top Model, you saw how rough around the edges I was. You saw that I was not a refined girl, though they let me be a cover girl. I thought when I went on Housewives, they realized that I was... 15 years of this chick. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm very hurt. I'm still hurt. I love it. And so I thought that they wanted that same, like me. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I'm also a mother now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I've also been through life. It's ups, it's downs. It's very down downs. And now I'm trying to do the best that I can with what I have. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think they wanted something from me on the show that wasn't authentic. I think when... Atlanta gets to be filmed in its truest authenticity, its truest authenticity, which is that every black woman is different. Everyone wakes up different. And how that looks, I think that we will elevate because the women that I know on Housewives in Atlanta, they're all different. They're not just one way. Not everybody has a room full of wigs. Not everyone has a glam room. Right. Not everyone is putting on Balenciaga boots to walk outside the house. They're just, they're, they're not. Yeah. And I think to elevate the culture is to tell the other girls that don't have it or don't want to do it that they still fly even if they right. don't do it. And but the I show doesn't that. show that. Yeah. Like, you you kind of got to be driven. Let's talk about your role, Miss Marilyn, honey. Yes. We live in persist, okay? She's a complete boss yeah. lady. Thank you. But we want to know, in your real life, how do you, like, incorporate those roles? Are, are they incorporated? Are you that boss lady in real life? So I think there is a piece of uh, Marilyn, Madame DeVille, and all of us. Mm. Like, and literally, as I look at each of you women, there is a piece of Marilyn. It's a determination that was birthed in us through our lineage mm -hmm. as black women. I think it's that woman king that we have innately. Yes. And then it's being in this world of no's. Yeah. And I don't know about y'all, but the one word Eva hates more than anything is no. Girl, mm. it hurts. Most women I know, especially black women, that's our, that's our... Do not, right. don't tell me no. No makes me want What does yes. that even mean? Tell right. me, let's see, I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. Let me think about, don't tell me no. Because that no is my next step yep. on top to mm -hmm. find that yes. To show yep. you why yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get my yes. yes. So there is that in me. I think that there's that in everyone. But that is who Madam is. Madam right. does not take no. She decided, this business chose her. Her grandmother was a gangster. Her grandmother mm -hmm. was a madam. She ran a cleaning business in the daytime, and she pimped at night. Like, that oh, was her life. Lit. Her dad was a full gangster. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all he did. So that's the life she learned. Mm -hmm. And then she decided to go to college and get educated and went to school for business and then decided to open up all of these businesses and take over all of her daddy's work. Yes. And so Matt is a gangster, and she works in a world with a whole lot of men, and they usually rule it. And, you know, the bigger one... And Madam got the biggest one on the table. Okay. Always. I so being in the world with all these men. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. 
But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. So how is it for Maryland to even like be in that environment where like you gotta be the boss and you and you can't like you I have three brothers and no sisters. So I was raised by and around men. Mm. Like my brother was the captain of the football team, oh, weight room. Yeah. Sue was always fine as coming mm. through outside <laughs> squat and I putting a little thing on trying to squat myself. <laughs> but I have been around fine men. My uh, whole life. There's nothing exciting. It's like, oh, okay. Been there, did Well, that. I think what it is is the fact that I'm, I'm raising now my young boys to become these fine men mm. later on in the world. And there's something about the characters that these men play on the show. They're more than just beautiful men. Right. As you are so much more than, as you are drop dead gorgeous as you are. Mm-hmm. But you're so much more than you are pretty. Yeah. You are, there's so much, there's a fire in you. There's so much more to you than you're pretty. So much more to you than you're pretty. Mm-hmm. And you too. And same thing with these men. They fine as hell. Yeah. And they be, they be pop, pop, popping that little, some of them <laughs> fake thing. Some of th- things don't be fake. Right. Just, Maybe in your some face. Some things is fake. Don't and believe the iPhone TV. Are you serious with me right now? Did God really do this? No, no. And they're just there. I mean, I've had a scene. I walked in. I completely forgot that his whole thing was supposed to be out. And I'm completely in character, and he just, <laughs> and I was like, okay. And the next line was, "I love my job," right. so it worked out well. <laughs> but I was like, whoa. Yeah. But I think more than anything, is I don't objectify these men because I, as a woman, imagine the reverse. My head just can't go there because my, because I have brothers. Like I look at them like I look at my brothers. You know, that's why I check them the way I do too. Like mm-hmm. I send these. They're my sons. They're yeah. my little, you know okay. what I mean? Boss lady. Boy, Eva, we literally could talk to you all day. Yes. You have been dropping gems and just a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking with you. I want you guys to, like, seriously, seriously blow up. Stay Aww. authentic. You. Stay yourselves. Don't ever change. And this platform for black women is so necessary. Yeah. Because yeah. there is not a lot of places where we don't have to code switch. Mm-hmm. Where we can be our unapologetic black selves, stay you mm-hmm. and keep this room as open as you have for other black women to feel this free. Thank you. Now, BGS fam, you can all watch all new episodes of All the Queen's Men streaming now on BET+. Stay tuned for more black girl stuff. Should I call first? I can't decide. I want to, but a bitch got pride. Switching up shit is what I can't f- I'm feeling you, but you hard to get in touch with. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was our girl Cardi B dropping gems about what to do when your man goes ghost. Now, if they stops answering the phone, you know how it be, ladies. Mm-hmm. You might get to be in your feelings, feeling some type of way. So tonight, we're diving into Black Girl Commandments and breaking down our rules on how to react when your man or potential boo turns into Casper the friendly or unfriendly ghost. So, have y'all ever been ghosted? Y'all, I think I just recently realized I was ghosted before, and I didn't even know. Mm. That's kind of crazy, right? 
So this dude had hit me up, spoke a couple of times, and then I realized, I'm like, wait, hold on. Like, he never hit me again. It was a couple of months past. And then he spent the block, and I'm like, Ooh, wait, hold on. Mm, Did do. I get ghosted? <laughs> I didn't know that was like a form of ghosting, because we weren't really talking like that. It was nothing like that, but like he dipped out for months. Is that really ghosting, though? Yeah. Because yeah. what if he got busy? Some people really do be getting busy for months. You never that busy. Yeah. You was, if, especially if you already setting up consistent communication yeah, like with him. He was hitting me yeah. up constantly, and then it stopped for like months. Like, five, six months, and mm -hmm. then he hit me up again, and I'm like, wait, hold up, you ghosted me. Yeah, I've definitely been ghosted like that a couple <laughs> times. Like, guys will start to date me, calling me almost every day, talking to me and getting to know me, but then all of a sudden, they just go ghost. That's I've crazy. had that happen, like, three times, and then they always spin the block. Mm -hmm. So when they spin the block, I, I'm straight up, like, what was that about? Why, mm. what happened? And I be like, if I did something, just tell me. They be like, oh, no, you didn't do nothing. You just, oh, they always say I gave them, like, wifey or girlfriend vibes, and they didn't want to play with me. They were like, right. I just didn't know how to tell you that I was well, on BS. Thanks and thanks for I the wanted... respect, but no thanks. Right. Right. Yeah, I like the respect, though. Not play with me, yeah. But keep it real. I'm pretty sure we all have been ghosted at some point in our life, whether we remember or not. But <laughs> honestly, I try to avoid shit like that, because once I see a, a red flag, I be like, mm, yeah. Yeah. I can't, you I'm know good. what I mean? Yeah, and I don't, I don't want to never feel pressed about yeah. nobody. Right, That's I don't want to feel like that. Only Bay. How many times is it OK to call somebody when you feel like, or hit them up when you feel like you're being ghosted? It's according to if it's your man or if it's a potential bae. If mm. it's your potential bae, uh-uh. Like, yeah, one of these times, you may have seen press. Yeah. yeah. But if it's your boo, oh, no. You can... Ring, if it's the man, ring, ring, we ring. blowing up the phone. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and if he don't answer, that means he want to see you. Period. Mm. So it's time to go. To so who's going to drive? Who's shotgun? I'm, I'm driving. driving. Okay. Driving. I got it. So okay, I'm going to get right. And I got the tunes. We going, you don't hit my line no more. Oh, oh. 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 We're going to be pulling right <laughs> on. Ring, ring, ring. Well, that's just our new black girl commandment, ladies. The universal rule in our house is thou shalt only hit up thy lover three times before you call it quits. And that's being generous, because we said two. All right, cheers to that. Cheers, ladies. Cheers, ladies. That's a new Ciroc. This is new. I like this. That honey melon Ciroc. Sweet like honey, just like me. Oh, it is okay. sweet. <laughs> and you already know, it's owned by a black man. Yeah. I hear that. Well, if you felt our Black Girl Commandment this week, be sure to follow our Instagram page at Black Girl Stuff and let us know if you've ever experienced being ghosted and how many times did you hit them up, okay? <laughs> Special thanks to all of our guests tonight, Pretty V, Carlos Miller, and even Marcel for coming through the BGS house. Good night, everybody. Pick up the phone, When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.